Good day to you, fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this service. I thank you that every ear is anointed to hear and every heart receptive to receive what you have for them today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. So I'm going to talk a little bit today on the subject of everlasting life. How many of you guys know the scripture, John 3, 16? Amen, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Pull that up, verse 15. Let's start there. Man, I hope they can follow me with this camera. Last service, I was all, all down there and everything. Can you follow me, brother? Okay. So let's, let's get into this. You know, first off, I'm from a small town in Indiana called Culver. There's about a population of about 1,000. 1,000 people. Very small. And I know some of them are watching me from there. And, um, you know, when I get into this on purpose and stuff... Growing up in something small like that, you can, get the, you can get the idea that everything is very narrow-minded, very small. I've seen that growing up as my friends are from high school and stuff like that have had just such a small vision for life. And you know, I've come to realize as I read in the Bible, and we're going to get into it, but God has called us all to do something significant and something big. Can you say amen? God is a big God. God has not called anybody to do something small. He's called you to make an impact here while you're on earth, right? That's why we're here. We're here to make an impact. And today we're going to talk about a very hard subject that people, have, people go through their whole life. It's not a hard subject. It's just a hard question people don't want to ask. Why am I here? Purpose. Why are you alive? Why are you here? And so I had to ask myself that at one point because there's a big world out there, man. I'm sorry. I love you guys in Culver, but I could not stay there. I could not. Because there's nothing there. There's a thousand people. I love you all. But that's about it. And you know, when God touched my life and changed me, I knew God wanted me to do something big. And God wants to do something big in your life. Because we're going to talk a little bit about the subject of salvation. How many of you guys have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Can I see? You guys are saved, born again. Amen. But I want to talk a little bit on the side of stewarding that, that gift of salvation. You know, God not only wants you to go to heaven... But he wants you to experience everlasting life here on earth. God did not just intend for this to be a punch ticket to heaven. But he intended it to get heaven on the inside of you. Heaven to come upon you. And for you to make an impact in your generation. Amen. So let's read verse 15. Let's go 14. I know you guys don't have it, but don't worry. This is New King James Version. And it says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he, has, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. The reason why I read 15 and 16 because a lot of people just skip to 16. But I want you to notice in verse 15 that there's a, there's a distinction between eternal life and then in verse 16 everlasting life. 
The Bible says here that it is in present tense, have everlasting life. That means the minute you're born again, you should be experiencing life and life more abundantly. There's also eternal life in verse 15. That's your salvation on your way to heaven. But God wants to get eternal life into you. It starts today. The minute you've accepted Jesus Christ, life entered into your being. You You were dead. This is why you must be born again. You were born again. You came alive. But many stop at that point. Many have come to the altar to be saved, but they've never followed through and gone, continued on. We're not here to just stop at the altar of salvation, but we're here to carry on something that God has called us to do. And every single person here has a call of God on their life. Every single person. God has called you to do greater things. And so I want you to have an open heart with this because every single person may not be called to preach, but every single person has a distinct calling from God. I want you to think about this. Think about the areas of of this world. Think about the, uh, the different areas. You have ministry, which is what I'm doing. You have business, which is what we are surrounded by every single day, going, shopping, coming. You may have your own business. You may do something like that, money, e-commerce, stuff like that. And then you have government, which is the governing over the people, right? Every single person will fit into one of those three categories of a calling from God. Every single one. You cannot name one other, other, other area that God would call you into because those are the only three areas mentioned even in the Bible. When you see Jesus interact with people, he, he interacted with the government. He interacted with businessmen like uh, Zacchaeus. He interacted with uh, the religious people. You do not see any other re- interactions because those are the three things. So God is calling people into these areas. And when you step into what God has called you into, you will experience this everlasting life. You will experience purpose you will experience fulfillment because there's a lot of people who have no clue what God has called them to do. There's a lot of people who are going through life having no understanding of why they're on the earth. And this saddens me and this hurts me because I see a generation who is lost, who is not understanding why they're on the, on the planet and it's causing chaos. If they really knew what they were called to do, they would never entangle themselves with nonsense. Because once you get that calling and you get that understanding, you are on a straight path. You are going straight and forward with God. Amen? Amen. You know, another thing that I noticed with this as well, why people do not understand purpose, is because they don't understand God is good and devil is bad. This is going to sound very basic, but we must lay the foundation for the simplicity of the gospel because it's the simple gospel that brings results. God is good. Devil is bad. So when, when you understand that, you know that God's plan for you is to prosper you. God's plan is for you to be successful. So why, I have the question here, why are so many Christians struggling, they're in defeat, and they're in a constant fight for their life? Really, it's just a, a lack of understanding why they're here. Yes, there's a fight from the enemy. I'm not saying that the devil won't try to fight you. But what I am saying is when you get right with God and you start seeking first what he wants you to do, you're going to go from victory to victory to victory to victory. Can you say amen? Amen. And that's exactly what the Lord wants you to get today. He wants you to understand that there is a purpose for your life. He wants you to understand that if you would listen to his Holy Spirit today, who's crying out, saying, I'm going to rip the scales from your eyes that the enemy has placed. 
And he's going to open your eyes of your understanding, like the book of Ephesians says. And grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him to give you a purpose. And you allow that to take place, you will see an adventure with God. It doesn't matter what area you're in. This is not just saved for ministers. This is not just, miracles should not just only follow the man of God. Miracles should follow all of you. If you believe, these signs shall follow those who believe. It's time to see miracles in the business realms. And it's time to see miracles in the governmental realms. Can you say amen? It's time to see God move across this land. And you have to, it starts by understanding salvation. Because if you do not understand the basic salvation and what comes with that, how will you be able to step out, out of the boat? Amen? Amen? You must understand this purpose. Let's look at a woman in John chapter 4. And let's start in verse 7, please. This woman, many of you have read this many times, but I want you to read it with me. And I'm going to read it the same way as if it's the first time that I've read it. Verse 7, if you could. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans? Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Pause right there. I said it in first service, and I'll say it again. Right here, you can see that Jesus is not racist. If Jesus was racist, he never would have even responded to the woman. Actually, he would have reacted to her and put her down. But he actually is saying, I want to give you life. I want to give you living water. Okay, I'm just going to stop right there and move on. But he's not racist. God loves everybody. God, it doesn't matter. You know, it does not matter what color of your skin is. God loves you. God loves you. You are called, you are, you are created in his image. I love what, this church because guess what? We have multiple different races in this church. And we treat not one different than the other because you're loved, because you're created in his image. And because that's the real Jesus that I serve. If, if anybody ever says Jesus is something other than that, get away from them. Run. <laughs> and fast. And while I'm talking about that, since that's a political um, hot button, um, I did not dress this way because I'm, uh, you know, running for office. <laughs> Though if you want to vote for me, you can write my name in. But I'm not running for office. Because I got, before the first service, I got like a bunch of comments saying, man, you look, you know, you look like you're running for office. You look like, you know, President Donald Trump. I'm like, I was not going for that. I just like navy suit, red tie, blue shirt. I'm sorry. Amen. I digress. So let's continue reading. Verse 10, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, verse 11, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do, do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give him, he'll never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a, mount, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. You see, this is, a, this is a woman here who, she had no clue her purpose in life. 
He was trying to reveal to her that the gift of God of salvation is standing right in front of you. The living water will come and give you life and give you purpose and give you vision. That's what he was saying because as you go on to read, and we won't, I'll just paraphrase it. You can read it later, but it says that he asked her a very personal question, where's your husband? And she responded and said, I don't have one. Then he went up and followed up with her one more time, and he said, you know, you're right. You didn't lie, but you've actually had five before, but in the one you're living with now is not your husband. So she's on man number six. She had no purpose because if you're living that way, you're all over the place. You have no vision. But Jesus didn't say that to condemn her, to put her down. He was saying, guess what? You've been looking into man for what you're supposed to do. You've been looking at man for purpose. You've been looking at man for fulfillment. Five men could not fulfill her, but one man stood in front of her and said, I have living water, and I'm going to give it to you. Come on. Amen. That should fire you up. And that's exactly what happened. It goes on, and you see, even at one point, she, even, she goes and tells everybody, she says, you've got to see the man who told me everything that I've ever done. And that's what Jesus does. He came and gave her a purpose. Pretty much she ended up being a, becoming a, a, like an evangelist. She went and told everybody about Jesus. That's what an evangelist does, talks about Jesus. She went around and told everybody about him. She all of a sudden realized, man, everything that I've been looking for in John and Joe and Bob and so-and-so and you-know-who, then all of a sudden I met Jesus and he, he restored it all. Come on. What, some of you, when you meet Jesus, everything is going to be turned around. Come on, amen. Some of you, you met Jesus at one time, but you're coming back. You're getting purpose. You're getting fired up. You're going to have vision, and you're going to run this race with fire. Can you say amen? amen? This living water comes from Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Everything you need is in Christ. There's not one thing that you don't need that is not in Christ. Your whole plan, your purpose, and everything has been packaged in the thing called salvation. Everything is in there. Everything. It's a free gift. See, this is the thing that people need to understand. The gift of salvation was not, like I said earlier, it's not meant to just stop right here and say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Yes, that's, that's the first part, going to heaven. That's, that's vital. That's huge. But it goes from there. And then this is why we get baptized in water, because guess what? This, is a, this place right here is a place of dying. An altar is a place where things die. Your whole will, your whole old life, everything dies right here. This is why, you know, we don't get on people for constantly coming up here, because once you get it, you get it. But this is why if you had just understood the first time you came up here, everything died, and you do a 180 and you turn it around, things will change. Because you left the dead man there. But this is why it's so important for water baptism. Because when you get in the water, you go down, it's an act of saying, boom, the old man's down, and here comes the new man right here. There's something supernatural about water baptism. I'll just tell you that right now. When I got baptized in 2016, water baptized, I'm telling you what, I went down. I, don't, I went down and I came up a new man, man. I can't explain it, but it's supernatural. If you haven't been water baptized, you better get it. Because that's supernatural. Because when you go down, it's like, I, it's just like God just comes and clothes you. He gives you like, a, you know, a new coat or something. It's awesome. It's amazing. And so we can't, even in this, in this church, we're Pentecostal. Amen. Come on. Come on. Fired up, right? Holy Ghost, right? We can't stop at baptism. We got to get to Pentecost. Come on. That's another free gift. Come on. 
we got to have the Holy Ghost. But it starts at salvation. You can't receive that gift until you accept Jesus as your Savior. You get the living water on the inside first. And then the power comes upon you on the outside. That living water on the inside is for you. That well is for your personal life. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's a river. That's for everyone else around you. A river feeds a village. A well feeds very few people, a family. That well is on the inside of you. That living water comes on the inside so that you can live and fulfill your purpose that Jesus has given you. It's so important to understand this gift because many times salvation, people take salvation because it's a free gift from God and they treat it like a collectible. They take it, it's prepackaged, you know, this was the day I gave my life to Jesus, but ever since then, it's just been hell on earth. What? Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. The issue is you haven't, you haven't opened the gift. You've treated it like a collectible. This thing's supposed to be used every day. Amen. Salvation ain't supposed to be neglected. It's supposed to be used every single day. Every day you get up, Jesus, you're my Lord, you're my Savior, let's do this thing. Because within that gift is everything you need. Everything. So we cannot treat this gift like, the, like a collectible, but we must go after it. We must go after it with everything that we have. And that's where you get the scripture, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You can't even see the kingdom of God unless you're born again, Jesus said. It all comes back to salvation. You want to see the kingdom? You want to see God move in your life? You want to have adventures with God? Understand salvation. It's the salvation message. What comes with that? Salvation message opens his word up to you and it comes alive. You read this before you're saved and you're lost. It, this is very confusing. Just ask somebody from the world and they'll say, man, I don't understand it. And they won't because you're only going to understand this by the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you when you get born again. When you get born again, you start reading it, it comes alive. What is that? That's the well on the inside of you. That's the living water. And as you read it, you, get start, you start understanding the will of God, the known will of God. This is the known will of God. Very basic, but it's very needed. We got a lot of young people in here. This is the known will of God. What is the known will? It means whatever it says to do, do it. You don't have to pray about it, you just do it. I don't have to pray about giving. It says, give and I shall receive. Press down, shaking together, runneth over. I'm gonna give. Right? Jesus said it. It's in red. That's just one, one thing. But if it says we need to pray, we need to pray. If it says to get your daily bread every day, we need to get our daily bread every day. We need to read the word every day. Basic stuff, simple stuff. When you start doing that, that's when the unknown will gets unlocked in your life. You'll never get the unknown will until you start doing the will. This is the will of God. This is everlasting life. This is what, this book is, is to prepare you for eternity. This book is not just to get you there. This is to prepare you to get there. This is for you to experience everlasting life on earth. Right? So when you start doing this, you start going on adventures with God. God wants to take you on adventures that you've never dreamed of. When you start putting the kingdom first and, and salvation and making it first, you'll start doing things that you always dreamed of. You know, God showed me that very early. When I first got saved back in 2015, the Lord said, if you seek first my kingdom, I'll take you places that you desired in your heart for years. Okay, yeah, let's do it. I wanted to go to some major cities because I love the city because I was from the middle of nowhere. I was tired of it. So I started going, I wanted to go to major cities. And so God just started taking me there. People just saying, hey, I, I, I want to take you, you know, to this city, to that city. I'll pay for it, everything. I just want you to go. I just felt like you needed to go. 
Where did you get that feeling from? The whole, they got it from the Holy Ghost because he knows the desires of my heart. Another one I shared, and Pastor Cole already mentioned it. I didn't tell my wife, but I was believing for a meeting in Italy when I was on my honeymoon. I wanted to preach because I'm called to preach. I know my purpose. I know why I'm here. And so God opened the door and we got to preach. God knew that. I started writing a sermon on the plane. That was my faith. I got my Bible out. I had a plenty of time. It was forever to get there. So I just started writing a sermon out. As soon as I got there, Sal's gone now, but he was the one who ter- interpreted for me, and I got to preach. How does that happen? Because I understood the first purpose. I understood salvation. But second, God wants to give you the desires of your heart, but it's all found within your purpose. Yeah. It's all found within salvation. If I neglect this salvation, I will never experience this life everlasting. This is why many people are in defeat. Many people are in a struggle because they neglect their salvation. How do, you, how do you not neglect it? Let's talk about the positive. Well, one, you come to church. You got to be at church, man. It's a commandment of God. Even as you start seeing the Son of God, the signs that the Son of God is going to return, you got to assemble more, the Bible says. Do not forsake the assembly of the saints. And that's not just saying go to the assemblies of God. Church, our central assembly. Go to church. Whoever's watching, just get to church, man. You got to be there because guess what? As you're hearing me speak, you're coming alive. Energy is coming into your being because I'm preaching the word. The word of God is alive. The word of God wakes you up. The word of God goes deep into your being and then you're going to leave here strengthened. You're going to leave here in victory. But if you start skipping a couple of Sundays and Wednesdays and you haven't been in church, I mean, look at some of the things that has happened because they closed the churches down. Suicides are up, everything like that. People are in depression. Why? Because they haven't been... In, able to come to church. The live stream ain't the same because you need people to be around. We were created to be a body. We are the body of Christ. How can I do anything? Yeah, amen. How can I do anything when my hand is right, way over there and my foot's over there? I can't do nothing. That's just weird. Think about it. I'm just causing you to think. That's weird. So what are you doing with this gift of salvation? When you start applying these things, you start applying just the basic simplicity of the word, understanding, you know, what it, you know where did it begin? It began by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, understanding that he died on a cross, he rose on the third day. That's the gospel. That's the good news. You know the gospel means good news, not bad news? You know, if you fill your whole life with nothing but bad news, expect bad news. Just expect it because that's what you're, what you're hearing is what you're going to have. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You have no faith if you're not listening to the word, and you can't pray for faith because that's unscriptural. Let me say it again. You can't pray for faith because that's unscriptural. Faith comes one way, hearing, hearing by the word of God. You will be weak if you don't get the word of God in you. And I don't mean that as a slam. I'm trying to encourage you. Get in the word because when you get the faith, it pleases God. For without faith, you can't please God. But with faith, you can. Don't you want to please your heavenly father? Come on. When you start pleasing your dad, you start getting stuff. I'm just saying. You do. Or you please your mom. Or think of somebody who, you you know, you help them out. Come on. I'm going to help them out. The little kids know it better than anybody. They're going to be nice to their mom and help them a little bit. Then they're going to get the toy. God's the same way. You start coming after him. You start blessing him. You start doing what he wants you to do. He's going to bless you. He's going to do it because he loves you. God loves you. God's not against you. He's for you. God loves you. That's what salvation's all about. It's coming back to the Father. 
It's understanding that you have a right relationship with God now. And he wants to bless you. Can you say amen? amen? So we're all called to do something. But one thing that gets in the way is our minds. The way we think. The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? We renew it by the word of God. And you know, I know this is very basic stuff, but it just needs to be repeated because we live in a place, we live in a time where there's, there's like this American gospel type mentality where, you know, we can just come to church, hear a little message, don't do anything during the week and expect uh, God to move. And if he doesn't move, then, well, it just must be the sovereignty of God to just not move in my life. Where's that in the word? That's not in the Bible. When you start understanding that God wants to use you, God wants to move through you, God wants to give you a miracle, God wants you to enjoy life, you'll go after him. But many, they hear the American gospel of just, you know, here we are doing our religious duty. We're in church again. Don't do that. Come on, Jesus didn't pay a price for you just to do religion, come in, come out, you know. God didn't pay, for, he didn't pay a price for that. He came to get life in you. He came to energize you. He came to make you come alive. He came so that you can experience life and life more abundantly. That's the Jesus I serve. Come on. Jesus wants to do a miracle in your life. Come on. Amen. Man, I feel it. Thank you, Jesus. We got to get our minds out of the way. You know, the Bible says all things are possible to him who believes. And a lot of times we see an impossibility and our mouths start running it down like it never happened. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Salvation unlocks what your tongue can bring forth life because you have life in you. What you say, if you start saying this word, well, even when it looks impossible, you know you're going to get the results. Because life is not only in this word, it's in you. You start speaking it out. You know? I remember when we needed to go to Bible school. We had no place to live two weeks before, me and my brother. And we sold everything we owned, pretty much. We and gave it away. Half of it gave away. Half of it sold to have some money to get there. And we had nowhere to live. But you know what we would do? We would, we would literally, we would march around the house. I know this sounds weird. But we would march around the house and we would say, we have a place to live. We have everything included. It's going to have fully furnished. It's even going to have the toilet paper. That's what we would say. They would even provide the toilet paper. Everything. I mean, we were specific. And you know what? It looked impossible. We were saying that to our family. They're like, hey, man, where are you going to live? We got a place, man. We're at. We just have a place. Okay. Then they just look at you weird and be like, all right, I'll see you in, the, I'll see you, you know, in a couple days. You won't be there. But no, we started believing it because Jesus said all things were possible. We started doing what the word of God said. We gave. We were in a position. We were giving. We were believing. We were speaking it right. We did not allow this tongue to, to come against what God was really trying to do in our hearts. And then, you know what? We received a phone call. And the guy said, hey, the other people just didn't work out. And we just, we were like, we looked at each other and we're like, amen. We already knew they weren't. So the guy said, we, I have a place to stay. Don't worry about bringing any furniture. All the furniture is provided. Everything that you need. I'll even buy the toilet paper. He said that. When he said that, I'm like, this is God. Come on. God will do it. But it started by us understanding God is good. Everlasting life is our portion. 
It didn't look like it at the moment. But that is our portion. And we believed it. And we experienced it. And now here I am, three and a half years later, graduated, preaching. And there's many other miracles that took place. But that was the main one. If I never would have got there, I wouldn't even be here. See, God wants to take you on a journey. He just wants you to believe him. But you got to understand that in the gift of salvation is where your life's at, is where your purpose is at. And run into him and not to the world. we got to run to Jesus when something happens. we got to run to God. What are we doing running to our neighbor and running to our friend and running to our boss? And No, run to Jesus. When you run to Jesus, things happen. Things change. Run to that gift that you've already been given, man. Jesus, the Bible says, oh, amen. <laughs> Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You've got to run to him if you want life. If you want the truth, run to Jesus. Stop running to the news. You're not getting the truth. Stop running to, stop running to your neighbor who said, I saw this, that, and the other, and he's telling you all the wrong story anyways. Now you start believing, you start telling everybody that it's truth, and then you find out it's not. Stop doing that. Run to the truth. Run to Jesus. He gave you the Holy Ghost. He lives on the inside of you, man. You understand that? When you get a revelation that salvation, Holy Ghost, who's the one who came and made you born again, when you confess Jesus, he came and lived on the inside of you, Holy Spirit. You know he's in there. You can talk to him. He'll tell you the truth. When someone's telling you a lie, you can sit there and watch the news and say, you know what? None of that's true. Because I just know. I have a knower who lives on the inside of me. He's going to lead you into truth. You start understanding, when, when you start understanding this gift of salvation and everything that comes with it, you start understanding, okay, I don't need to rely upon man like that woman did. I'm not saying you would neglect hearing from them, but understand when someone's speaking to you, listen to the Holy Ghost. I'm saying that for a reason, because somebody's getting told lies. I feel it. Someone's telling you lies, you believed it, you know, you're starting to rip people up, up and down. It could be somebody watching online, maybe some devil that tuned in. But they're sharing lies. And you're believing them, and then you're starting to share them. But if you would just listen to the Holy Ghost on the inside, he'll lead you in all truth. And you'll know when to not, not, not speak up. That's called stewarding the gift of salvation. When you neglect God, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you're saying, I'm putting the, the collectible up, back to the collectible. It's on the shelf, doing my own thing. But this place, when you said, Jesus, come into my heart, that's where your, your old man should have died. That's where you say no more to yourself. Right? So we had to come back to our first love. We must come back to Jesus. Because I asked, I asked this the first uh, service, and I'm going to ask it again. Because I ask it all the time in Rooted. Who plans to lose in life? Like, that's your number one goal you want to lose? Anybody? No. No one wants to lose, right? And then when I, and I'm just going to share the second part, but we all want to win. And I didn't share this part, but I'm going to share it in this service. But when I was in high school... We had a football slogan. It was called, What's Important Now? That's an acronym for W-I-N, win. What's important now? That always stuck with me. What is important now? Jesus is always important right now. When you put Jesus first right now, you're going to win. When you put him number one in every area of your life and you seek first his kingdom of God, you're going to be fulfilled in your life. You're going to be fulfilled. No one wants to lose in life. The greatest tragedy in life is being successful in the wrong thing and never doing what God has asked you to do. That's the greatest tragedy. Because without Jesus, you, think about this. You can have, have the biggest empire, the most money, but without Jesus, you still lose. You go to hell. 
Because Jesus is the only way to heaven. I didn't write that. That's what the Bible says. That's not to condemn anybody because we can get you right with God today. But that is the truth. So all of that stuff means nothing if you're not doing what God wants you to do. None of that matters. And someone says, well, okay, what are some practical things I can do to find out what I'm called to do because I don't want to be down this path? Well, it's just the simple stuff I've been talking about this whole time. Doing what this word says. You need to pray. You need to talk to God. You need to read your word. When you read your word, you understand the known will of God, you get the unknown will of God. And you know what? We must just, we must understand when we start doing these simple things, we're going we're gonna to fulfill the, the, our vision. Don't get hung up on the specifics. When God speaks to you and says, you know what, I've called you to preach, for those who are called to preach. Don't get hung up on all of the little specifics right away. Focus on, okay, I'm called to preach. What does a preacher do? Focus on finding out what they do. Find good men and women of God who preach and preach the word truth, the word truthfully, and start reading this word, finding out how did Jesus preach? How did Paul preach? Do that stuff, and then God will start giving you the specifics. Same with business. If you're called to business, find out how does a business run. Don't just wait for the business to fall into your lap. Start actively pursuing that stuff. But you do that by praying, by reading your word, going to church. Simple stuff. You know, I had a good mentor, and he told me one time that excuses are the crutches of the uncommitted. You know, in America, we're, as a whole, not these people in this room, but they're excuse prone. There's always something that is stopping them from doing what God wants them to do or just doing anything in general. We must remove these crutches. We must say, because the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's what the Bible says. When you really believe that, you, you recognize, okay, I have an excuse, but I don't want to use it because it's not valid anymore. Because I can do all things through Christ. Christ will always give you a way. Or some like to say, well, you know, maybe they, they think of a valid excuse like, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm sick. Well, Jesus paid a price for your healing. So you can't use that excuse either. Because if you press into God, he, he could heal you. Or they just say, you know what, I'm just afraid of the unknown. Well, guess what? There's no excuse for that either because per, the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. You literally could dismantle every single excuse. So it's time to run with Jesus. It's time to go after him with everything that we have. You know, and I'm just, I'm just looking out in the crowd, and I see some of our rooted people here. How many of you guys can say, you know, God has unlocked some things in your life for purpose, even in the last couple of weeks? You started doing stuff. I know she has. Yeah. Dustin. They, people have, they, they're waking up to the purpose in their life because God has something to do for them. But it takes the Holy Ghost. It takes the Word of God to unlock that. It takes understanding this everlasting life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. You must see yourself this way. For you are not like that. For you are a chosen people, a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, wonderful light. God has called you 
to do exactly that in every area of your life. Because guess what? And as I bring it down to a close, the only thing you can take with you on the other side, though I talked about what God is going to do with you on earth, the only thing you can take with you when you go to heaven is other people. So at the end of the day, everything God has called you to do is attached to people coming to Christ and going to heaven. But without you doing that thing which is on earth, people's lives will not be saved. Because every single one of you has somebody attached to your life who you can reach, who I can't reach. And when you do the call of God and you fulfill the purpose he has for your life, then you start being uh, a vessel to share his love and to share what he's doing in you and share that everlasting life. He never meant to get that living water in that woman just so she can just never thirst again, but he meant to give it to her so she can share it with everyone else, and that's exactly what she did. Come see a man who told me everything about myself. And she started walking in purpose. And I guarantee, we don't have record of it, but I guarantee after he died and rose again, she kept sharing Jesus. She won probably many people to the Lord because he's still alive. I said, Jesus is still alive. Amen. He's still saving. He's still healing. He's still setting people free. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I just feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. When salvation is preached, guess what happens? Signs follow. When the gospel is preached, these signs shall follow those who believe. People are getting healed even now in their seats. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Ghost, the anointing is here. It's flowing. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands if you need a touch from God. Just lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just wait on the Holy Ghost for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jess, let me pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Power of God's all over you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The work that God has started, he will bring it to pass fully. As you continue to take steps for the Lord, he will unlock everything that he's put on the inside of you. Just step by step, step by step. It started with the blog. It will go into the books. The books will go around to the nation. They will go around the world. They will set people free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Brother in the green with the polo, can you step out over here? I'm sorry I'm going to lose the camera, but I guess you can come this way. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on. Purpose is getting unlocked in these people. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Stay in the spirit, guys. Lift your hands. Stretch your hands towards this brother. Thank you, Father.
the attack against your life has been great. People have come against you. You felt like quitting and giving up. Even at one time, you wanted just to end it all. But I tell you today, the Holy Ghost infuses you with power. In Jesus' name, you will not quit. You will do the works of the Lord. I speak it out in Jesus' name. The call of God to be an evangelist will take place. As you run with fire, forget what other people say. Forget what your, what your friends would say. Run after God. Purpose is being unlocked. Scales are falling from your eyes. In Jesus' name. Even the questions that you have in guarding family, may they be answered by the Holy Ghost. It's not your fault. It's not you. You did nothing wrong. I hear the Holy Ghost say that. Don't look at it like it's your fault. But allow him to be a father to you. Allow the father to be a father to you. Like never before. He's going to show you that you're going to go around the world. You're going to do great and mighty things for him. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Power of God. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you. you Receive that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is Isaiah gone? Come on, brother. Come down here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even now, as I'm praying for other people, God can drop vision in you right now. God can drop your purpose. God's removing scales from people's eyes. God's showing you exactly what to do. Those who are in business, God will give you a blueprint. I feel that. Lift your hands. Father, I thank you for his life. I thank you, Father, for his faithfulness. I thank you for the Holy Ghost living on the inside of him. He will not make the wrong move, but he'll do the right thing no matter what the cost. I thank you, Lord. He's made the decision up in his mind. He'll do whatever it takes. And I thank you even from this point forward, there's a supernatural grace on him to deny the things that are not of God and to accept the things that are. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the power of the Holy Ghost to flow through your body even now. A fresh fire comes upon your life, a new anointing. In Jesus' name, a new fresh touch in the name of Jesus. May the gifts and callings come forth in Jesus' name. You will operate in all nine gifts of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. You won't have a dry ministry, but you'll have a full-blown Holy Ghost on fire ministry in Jesus' name. People will be healed in your services. People will be healed when you talk to them. In Jesus' name, we call it forth. We call those things which be not as though they are. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Come on, the power of God's all over you, man. Let it go, let it flow. A fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. Just take it, just take it, just take it. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Come on, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I felt that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands, lift your hands. Close your eyes. Father, pour out your spirit upon all flesh right now in Jesus' name. 
Fill them all afresh right now. I speak to the scales that has come upon your eyes from the enemy. I command them to be removed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I speak forth that business that's been in your spirit, that business that you've wanted to start. I command it to come forth in Jesus' name. That money is for the souls of the kingdom of God. I command it to be unlocked in Jesus' name. And as God drops that in you, make sure you follow up and do what he tells you to do. I thank you, Father, for it. I thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me, Robert, Kayla, let me pray for you. Step over here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Close your eyes. Father, I thank you for this couple. I thank you for the hand of God that's been upon their lives. Lord, I thank you that you've seen their faithfulness. Father, I thank you, Lord, that it has nothing has gone unnoticed. And I thank you right now for a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost, fresh purpose, fresh vision in Jesus' name. I thank you right now, Lord, for the Holy Ghost to come upon them like never before. May they step into a new season. May they step into a new thing. May they have a new beginning. Behold, I hear, I hear the Lord say, behold, I do a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. The things that which are trapped on the inside of you are released today in Jesus' name. Fresh purpose, fresh vision in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord has not forgotten about you guys. He has not forgotten. It seems slow, but it's coming. Write the vision, make it plain. Though it may tarry, it will be for appointed time, the Bible says. It's about to take place. Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. It's closer than you ever thought. You know what I'm talking about. I thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A new anointing to come upon them when they, when they sing. A new anointing to come upon them when they sing. A fresh anointing to come upon them when they sing. People will be healed in their seats as they sing. People will be healed online as they sing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Man, I just see that. Miracles follow you. They're going to start following you more than ever. You've been desiring to see more of God. They're going to start following you more than ever. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the life. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you come into this place and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you, where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? There really is a real heaven and there really is a real hell. And Jesus paid the price for you to go to heaven. He paid a price to get heaven on the inside of you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You've heard me say that over and over and over again. And today he calls. What would stop you from accepting that call? Don't let it. I don't care what's happened to you. Maybe something happened to you, it's outward, and everyone always reminds you of it. And they say, how could you be so holy? You did the X, Y, and Z. But God is calling you back. Or maybe it's something hidden, no one sees. It's something of the heart. It crept in over, you know, over time, over your life. Bitterness, 
anger, jealousy, lust, the hidden things of the heart have crept in. It's time to come back to Jesus. It's time to come to him afresh, maybe for the first time. Or maybe you, you did accept Jesus at one time, but everything that I just mentioned is something that is going on in your life and you feel like you're far from Christ, that you're not saved. The devil's always telling you that you're not saved. I want you to know for sure before you leave this place that you're saved. If that's you, just put your hand up with every head bowed and every eye closed. Don't be ashamed. This is a safe place. God loves you. He's calling out to you. Anybody, just raise your hand. That's you. Amen. You can look at me. You know, I really feel like there's still people online watching. So we're going to do a salvation prayer for those who are online because, like Pastor said, there's people from around the world listening to our podcast. There's people in England, Australia, India. I, I see the results because I oversee it. I see the countries that are watching, states, people from all, all different states that are listening. So you just never know. And you know what? I have, I have a heart like an evangelist. If I can just get one more saved, then I'm going to go after him. So let's, I'm going to say a prayer together for those watching online. If you're at your house, put your hand up to heaven and just say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and give me a passion for the lost. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. And then a second call for the believers. You know, I've been talking a lot about laying your will down, consecrating yourself basically to God. I want to ask you as, you're, as you've been listening, has there ever been a time where you said, besides salvation, where you came and gave your life to Christ, that I consecrate my life afresh to Jesus? Just like the prayer that Jesus prayed when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane where he said, not my will, but thine be done, where you fully give everything to the Lord. Jesus had to do that. And I believe that we should do that as well. That prayer has changed my life. That has kept me from quitting. And it will keep you from quitting. And you'll make that, that final step into eternity, saying, well, and he'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. If that's you, put your hand up. Say, I want to consecrate my life. I want to give my life afresh to Christ as in a sense of consecration. Come on, guys. I know you're out there. You heard this word. Come on, lift those hands. Don't be ashamed. We're in a safe place. Come on. I've done this. My wife has done this. We came to an altar. We said, God, we'll just go where you want us to go. We'll do what you want us to do. And something takes place. God opens something up in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you and I see those hands, will you meet me here at the altar so we can pray together? Will you come forward? Will you be bold? There's no shame. Come on. Someone take the first step. Everyone else will follow. Thank you, Jesus. If you didn't put your hand up and you're still feeling like I need to, come on. Come on up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Come on, bless him. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 I want you guys just to look at me real quick. This prayer is a prayer of consecration where you're saying, you're already born again. Now, this isn't a prayer for, to be born again, but you're saying, you know what? I'm going to go deeper with God. I'm going to fully consecrate myself to his plan, his purposes, and what he wants me to do. And I believe from this point forward, you'll remember this day like I remember the day that I did this. And when you want to give up, you'll just you'll get right back and say, no, I, I laid it all down. I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to quit. And God's going to use every single one of you guys to reach people. He's going to use you guys to reach people you never thought you would reach, go places you never thought you would go. So just lift your right hand up to heaven. You can close your eyes. And just say this with me. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of Jesus. And I consecrate my life afresh to you. I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you want me to do. I will be who you want me to be. I will say what you want me to say. No matter the cost, I'm following Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just lift your other hand and just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for their lives. Father, I thank you that you sealed them by your blood, by your spirit, that, Lord, that they would be able to do everything that you put on the inside of them. Lord, that not one would not fulfill their purpose, but they would enter into heaven, and you would say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.